You don't want to miss this episode of the podcast as Charles and Leslie invite marketing guru, special guest Olivia Scott, as they discuss how to survive in times such as this in a coronavirus. Welcome to the Making Your Mondays Feel Like Fridays, the Irvin Lawway podcast. Your host is Leslie Peters, the guy with the girl's name, and yes, he's sticking to it. This is a podcast where we help reshift and pursue happiness and purpose by living every day with the same enthusiasm we have on Fridays at the end of the workday. Hello, everyone. It's another addiction, another edition of the <laughs> I can't even talk today. Another edition of the Urban Law Show talking about law, business, credit, and whatever else we talk about. Of course, today we're going to be talking about small businesses and COVID-19. All about it. So I'm going to give you a second, jump in, send your questions as always. We do have a guest, but I'll let Charles introduce our guest here in a minute. Now, I am the guy with the girl's name. That's my story. I'm still sticking to it, as always. I'm the better looking of the two, but he is my boy. So I will kick it over to Charles. What's up, man? What's going on, Leslie? Happy Friday. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was a addiction. You let me all that energy, pass it off to you, and that's all you got? That's the best you got? Oh, man, look. It's Friday. It's been uh, a very busy week. Uh Cases and spaces and traveling, no planes, no yeah. trains, but definitely automobiles. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I uh, I had an interesting uh, stretch of hours. Uh, I won't go into that, but today we're going to talk about coronavirus and small business. So, uh, I wanted to, you know, I've been talking about it for about a month, and try to. Yeah, well, it's been on my mind for a multitude of reasons. And today I want to try to talk directly to our uh, listeners, our clients, uh, potential clients, and just everybody out there in the Facebook, YouTube world. What can you do to protect your business during this time of coronavirus when everybody from, from the CDC to the world health organization are talking about social distancing. Mm. So uh, what that, that means? Term? I think, have we just made up a new term, a new buzzword? Because I don't think that existed a month ago or two months ago. So now we're social distance. That I can just see in a few <laughs> weeks, that's going to have a whole nother usage case. Oh, yeah. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. I, I, I can see that. I, you know, are you upset with me? No, no, no. Just social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's for survival. But once we turn the corner on uh, Corona, I can see where that has a whole multitude of potential use cases. Uh, So hold on. Before we get too deep into it, let's let's we we have a new face today. So so introduce our guest to the audience. Of course. Of course. So since we're talking about small business and how to deal with coronavirus. Uh, we have a special guest in the house, Olivia Scott, who is a marketing guru. Uh, so she can talk to us about different ways to protect your business, uh, your brand, and everything else during this uh, crucial time frame. So Olivia, hello. say hello to the people. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Um, well, no doubt. And, and just so um, 
so our audience can get to know a little bit about you. Uh, just just tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about who you are. So marketer for 26 years. And I started off in the agency world in Chicago. I'm originally from Memphis by way of Chicago and then New York City. So I had a marketing agency. I still do for the past 11 years, formed in New York City, focusing specifically on entertainment, media, beauty, and wellness clients that I've worked with. I was a former chief marketing officer of Carol's Daughter, and I was a former associate publisher of Vibe Magazine. So I worked in marketing and the media side, the beauty side, and also the wellness side as well. I'm also an assistant professor at NYU in marketing as well. Well, well, I mean, look, that's all great. What you just really just told me is you the B-O-M-B, and that's cool. So I'm glad I know you. (laughs) Because... uh, after all that, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say behind that, but you better ask your questions, get your questions ready. I told you we're going to bring the heavy hitter today, but we're going to talk about it. But really, sincerely, we're just going to have an honest conversation about it because I realize that all of us are affected as small business owners. And it's in because when our customers are concerned and they panic, they bring that panic to us. And so we have to be able to function in a space where we can react to it, but we also have to be proactive. And so one of the things, uh, just looking at Urban Law, from the very beginning, we built and designed our firm in a way that it, it, it we didn't know we were building it for times such as this, but we built it for it could be nimble, flexible. So we've always been able to uh, handle a customer from the beginning to the end, but not ever physically having to be in the same space uh, for, for you know 90 to 95 percent other unless a court appearances involved or something like that. So we've always been operating in this space. And the fact that we've always had customers that don't reside in the city that we are in. So it's not new to us, but I realized to a lot of other businesses, this is new. I mean, I, I was just talking to my daughter on the way home. I mean, we were having a debate that it's peaceful for dinner and like, how are we going to do, how are we going to do this? And so we quickly realized, and my wife is going to get me for this, that we just going to not tell mom, because mom is a germaphobe before COVID-19. So she's really out of control now. So we're just not going to tell her. She'll see this later because she's not watching. But by the time she see this, we, we would have already digested the pieces. So we'd be good. Well, Leslie, you just told it. And I have bad news because she's watching live right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> sweetheart. Uh, so oh, just know that your Friday is going to change. You're going to have some no. social distancing in your household. <laughs> so just know this. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going, you need to pick up the conversation from here. I need a minute. Yeah. yeah. So here's, here's my question to both of you. I say, Olivia, you can talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Leslie, talk about working in the remote space and how small businesses can find ways to do that right now because we don't know when this is going to end we don't know how bad it's going to be uh, and we want them to have solutions so talk to talk to us a little bit about your process and how that can be applied to telework okay so the first thing is if you have a b2b organization where you are servicing businesses you got to stop all the pandemonium and think about what is it my clients need what are what's what do they need right now? So for instance, my example is yesterday I have a fitness studio that I represent 
And I'm watching all the like pandemonium around, not go to the gym, gym shutting down, whatever. So first thing I did was thought about, okay, well, let's stop the Google ad campaign because Google ads are a vehicle that drives search. No one's right now searching, find the best studio class, right? Nobody's searching for that. So help them by saving money. So I said, first of all, and she's like, oh my gosh, thanks so much for calling me. Let's pause that, can't, let's save you some money. Let's not create demand when we know that no one's coming out to go to the gym, that's number one. And then we talked about, okay, well, what can you do? And so we talked about, okay, well, she's got a gym. Can she do live streaming? Have her trainers do live streaming from their homes and then broadcast that content to an email list and put it up on YouTube. So I think right now it's about, for us business owners, thinking about our businesses. We should get, I need to collect my checks still, right? I still need to collect my checks. So I got to figure out how I can help my client continue to keep her revenue streams going in the midst of this crisis. That's part one. Part mm-hmm. two, I think, you know, as business owners, people are hiring us for our knowledge. Now, it depends on what kind of business sector you're working in. Provided that it's intellectual capital, then we still have something to transact with. You know what I mean? Whether it's putting out content, we can spend our time publishing content, doing videos that you guys are now being helpmates to your clients. But I think it's going to start with calling your client, seeing what their needs are right now. How can you assure them that in the midst of all of this, that you are still looking out for their best interest and willing to put your personal needs aside, provided you provide shelter and food for your family? How can I still provide for you? I'm still here for you in this crisis. Okay. Okay. Good point. Leslie. Yeah, I think for me, the first thing I want to say is don't panic. And the second thing I want to it doesn't have to break the bank. There are a lot of ways that you can uh, reach your customers and do it remotely without seeing them and even collect your payment. And by and by doing that, you also teach them how to do the same thing. So the first thing I, I would say to you is look at the processes. How do you currently interact with your customers right now from the initial conversation or the initial However, they interact with you, whether that's um, in an email or chat or, or however they come into your phone or into your sales process, all the way through the end, how do you interact? And then look at alternatives and say, okay, here's what I know I can do. And then where you don't have answers for, reach out to your consultants or reach out to an expert where you know now specifically what you need help with. And it's very important that you reach out knowing specifically what you need help with, or you end up just saying, well, I need all this, and you pay for stuff you really don't need. So be targeted. And then the reality is, I know live streaming is a buzzword, but when you get technical, and as Olivia tell you, 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 (laughs) you need to make, if you're not technical, get you somebody that is, because live streaming might not mean live streaming to you. Because the cost of live streaming, uh, de- depending on if you work with a tech firm, so I want to live stream my event, the setup and what they're going to give you, it's going to be live stream, but it's very costly. So what you what you need to say, I need live, I need to be able to live stream for this price amount or less, and then that allows the vendor or whoever you're working with to source out the thing that's going to fit your need to keep your revenue and your margin intact. So mm-hmm. those. Those are some things that I, you know, I would highlight right away, and that's the most common mistakes I've seen. I was just talking to one of our, our customers this morning. I was looking at a system; it was going to cost them fifty five hundred dollars, and I said, 
what are you really trying to accomplish here? He said, I just want to go live on Facebook. I said, you give me five minutes and you'll be able to do it for free. So those are the type of things that we really need to have those conversations. And as business owners, this is a time to really have deeper conversations with your client about what their needs really are and ask probing questions so that you can really sort out where you really need to jump in and help them the most and the fastest. Yeah. One thing I want to, can I add something, Charles yes. and Leslie? Yes. So what you hit on, I thought you were going to go there. I want to tell you, so lives, all live streams are not created equal. Right. There's also an art to it as well. Make sure you're prepared for that experience. It's live stream, right? So at NYU, we've taken all, like many universities have taken all of their classes remote. So I've been teaching online now for the past semester via Zoom, synchronous. It's a very different experience in the classroom experience, mm -hmm. right? So I just, everybody who's going to go live streaming, as you just said, think about, think about asking someone to sit in front of a classroom for two and a half hours or whatever amount of time you're asking them to do. If you're transferring your experience and it's, you know, it's transitioning from being a live experience to being a, a, a screen experience. How can you still create some elements that are human? Because sitting in front of screen, unless you're being entertained, like you know, television, but education or whatever else, just understand that's a different experience. No, I mean, and that's exactly where I was going. I was glad you finished that thought because the reality is then you have to assess your talents. Who's gonna be on live stream? Are they good in that format? You know, there are people who literally freeze up if you put a camera on they're like uh, uh you know but if you meet them in person they're dynamic now i have just like you i've had been fortunate enough that i teach hybrid classes so what that means is you can either come to class or you can live stream it and 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 so you can get it either way when i live stream it i'm much more animated i'm i'm bigger than i am in a class because i have to be to persuade that across i have trained for um, for the last 20 years for people all over the world remotely. And, and when I even hire and get a remote trainer on my team, it's a very different skill set because you can be dynamic in person, but how do you bring that to this computer screen and it feels authentic and natural? And then you got to realize you got to change your approach. You're not going to have somebody sit there for two and a half hours. Not going to happen. You, <laughs> Just not. <laughs> um, so you've got to change the way you deliver it. So it's got to be in short doses. Uh, use a lot of interjections of live feeds, entertainment, change the personality. So keep that in mind. So those are some of the things you definitely going to want to reach out to somebody that's your communication guide or somebody that's really good that has experience doing it to kind of guide you on how to mold that. Because, look, I always tell people, if you're going on a live stream or any form like that, don't give me the book. I just want to excerpt from the article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So here, here's another question I have. So I'm a small business owner. And as you both have said, it's a it's an art to doing live streams or telework where you're not in the space with them. Uh, what are some of the nuts and bolts uh, that you need to have in front of you? Uh, I'm assuming you need a camera. Is that correct? That yes. is correct. I'm assuming you need a, a solid internet uh, source. That is yes. correct. 
you need a backdrop, right? So yeah. what are you trying to reflect in this video? Do you want it to be a white backdrop? Do you want like a mood? Do you want an interesting light? What are you trying to reflect in terms of the experience, the ambiance? Yeah. And wardrobe. Okay. You know? Well, you know, we, uh, <laughs> I'm limited on the wardrobe side, although my daughter did tell me I had to do a wardrobe change today. All right. So those are those are just a few of the nuts and bolts. And you talked about price points and that type of thing. But remember, both of you, I want you to remember this. Our clients, this is going to be a very new experience for some. I think the three of us have been exposed to this for quite some time. But for those who have been brick and mortar on a daily and they use their intellectual capital to move uh, their budgetary numbers up or down, mostly always up, uh, this is learning on the fly. So just try to give us, both of you give us two more pointers that they can use as they think through this process. Well, I'll jump in first and then uh, Olivia, bring it home for me. I, I would say pick your three systems, do a trial. You can usually get trials for them for free for seven or 14 days and really dive into one each day. Let me take you one day because you got to figure it out and find the one that's most intuitive and comfortable for you. Forget okay. what I say. I'm calling, I'm calling a file. Okay. Calling okay. a file because you said pick three systems. All right. What type of systems? Atari, Nintendo, or PlayStation? <laughs> Good point. Good point. So if you have a technical resource in your organization, go to that person, have them identify three systems uh, that they think would be the best fit for you. If you don't, then find one. If, you know, if you're a client of ours, call us. I'd be happy to help you get on the call with you. Absolutely free. We can strategize. So um, and even if you're not, click the link and join us, I'll, I will help you out if you don't have that person. So we can we can take away that worry right there. So that answers your question, Charles, as far as the three systems? It does. Uh, one of the things that I was getting at in asking that question is, you know, we provide technical resources to our clients all the time. So this is a good time for you as the tech guy, Brainiac, all of that, to kind of give them some idea of what that system would look like as opposed to the infrastructure they already have in place because uh, they have phones that have cameras that's a way of creating content um, they have computers um, but they may need more mics they may need better cameras they may need better speakers that type of stuff so just that the nuts and bolts of it because right now it's coming at everybody really fast and we don't want to we don't want to drive past them extremely fast because we know what systems are in this space. They may not. Well, yeah, let me let me just give you my and, and I love the fact that we have diversity in thought today because Olivia might give three totally different from me, but I give you my three. Um, so first, I everybody's usually has heard about Zoom because it's popular. It's the one that's gone from being private to it's had its you know, IPO. So it's, it's public and it's doing really well. Zoom is one, um, but there's also another competitor, Zoom, called BlueJeans, which, in my opinion, has a much simpler interface uh, and does some things that Zoom doesn't, but I think it's easier to learn. Then there are others such as that's been around for a while, like the GoToMeetings, the WebExes, 
there, there are tons of them there. But my top three that I like to use all the time, Zoom, uh, Blue Jeans, and then watch this. If you have, for some of those that have a voice over IP system, like we use Ring Central here, but depending on what you have, your VoIP provider may also have a system that you're paying for right now and you don't even know you have, you're not utilizing. So you might want to look at that as well. So for example, our Ring Central system has that capability as well. And we use them all in our office. So uh, those those would be three that I that come off the top of my head that, that I think would be in place. Olivia? So while while Olivia is giving you her three, go ahead and put up those names for posterity because people may need them. And, you know, also put up the number so they can call and get this information. If you need a consult, I'll say it now. We do this every time something happens. Call Urban Law. We'll walk you through it. But go ahead and put those names up in case they need them. And they can watch it now, watch it later. And they'll have one resource that can get them started. And so I may be appealing to somebody different because I am super tech averse. Right. Mm -hmm. So I am a girl. I am afraid of all this technology stuff. So go to meetings gives me agita because when I go to it, I've got to click somewhere and it takes me somewhere else. I have to download something. Ah. So I have engaged with both Blue Jeans as well as Zoom and also with um, with the other one uh, that I just mentioned. But I like Zoom the most. And I think, you know, what I want to offer to especially maybe the female entrepreneurs, just anybody who might be a little tech averse, is that, number one, you can do it, right? If you're nervous about this opportunity that's being presented to you, being forced upon you by the corona, I encourage you to really just, like, be patient with yourself and trust that if I can figure it out, you can as well. And that it's an opportunity. And again, you know, as, as Leslie and Charles have mentioned, they definitely can support you in this process. But I would go with Zoom personally. They have some interesting features that allow for you to have breakouts, for you to have a chat function. There's some interesting functions that are in Zoom. And you can also record your Zoom. You may record as well, as well with Blue Jeans as well, but you can record your sessions. Um, you can also change your background in Zoom. So I would I would vote for Zoom. Yeah. And, and one more thing I want to say, Leslie, one more thing. The very first time that I did Zoom, because I have to teach via Zoom for school, I was so nervous. I was freaked out about it. So I called my best friend in LA and I was like, girl, you gotta do a mock class with me. And, you know, I tested the features with her. So that's something else. You know, if you're nervous about this first experience via live stream, feel free to test it out with a family member or a friend before you go live. Well, I was that was going to hit my but I was going to say whatever you choose, play with it and get comfortable. Yeah. Get a friend, get a buddy that allows the gets in there and allows you to try to break it and, and, and do everything you normally do. So you're comfortable with it. You do not want the first time for you to be using the features to be when you're actually doing it live. That is a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you both for that. I have another question because that is in the survival part of the 
So now I want everybody to think about Corona as an opportunity for you to start working on your social media content. Hmm. So I have a question for both of you. What's the easiest way for our business owners to start creating content in these social media spaces and give them uh, maybe, for instance, what I'm thinking, would you do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and why? I'm going to defer to Olivia now. I know. I mean, I teach this class. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so difficult for me to start with. But Instagram is where everyone is right now. Okay. I don't like it. That's where they are, though. I can't quote the number of billions of users globally, but that's where everyone is. So media platforms are useful to the extent that there is an end user. So you have the majority of the end users globally on Instagram. So you want to be on Instagram, period. Mm -hmm. Facebook, you definitely have your older demographic. You know, your 35 to 64 year olds person is still on Facebook. Your younger people are on TikTok and on Snapchat. So it just depends on your audience you're trying to reach. I think for businesses, we cannot forget about LinkedIn. Right. Where I spend my time. Yeah. I know I should spend more time on Instagram, but my audience and where I get people that find me is on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So as a business owner, you have to decide where's your audience? What is your objective? You know, Olivia, the person probably should be on Instagram, right? But Olivia Omerge Alliance as a business is going to be on LinkedIn. So think about your goals and think about your audience and what you're trying to achieve. And when you submit to me the what and the why, but I think that, you know, what you have is you have an opportunity. If you don't have a social strategy right now, now is a great time to create your social strategy yep. because that's all we have right now. I mean, right now you cannot leave your house. So most of us can't leave our home. So we are the amount of content that we're consuming is pretty overwhelming. I think that education is one thing, but I today when I was looking at my feed, I had a lot of funny videos being pushed to me. Mm -hmm. So if there's any humor that you can inject, there's a way you can create some content that offers your business content with a twist of comedy, perhaps to entertain people, that can be interesting as well. Okay. So my question, I actually have a question for Olivia on this one, particularly as it relates to LinkedIn, because I know that even us, I tell Charles time, we should be playing on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll have a sidebar conversation about how we do that. <laughs> If I'm, if you like me and you're like, okay, I know we need to be on LinkedIn. I know we need to be playing in that space. I have no idea how to do it. How does a person get started? You just start. I mean, first of all, you figure, I mean, you create. From a business perspective, if you, I mean, I know how to use LinkedIn, you know, in its original concept or as an, in its origin, it was to promote your personal brand, right? But it was like nobody ever really taught us the transition of, when did LinkedIn become a place where you promote your business brand? And all right, if it did, I missed that whole class that just went right by me. So help help me out there. So I don't see LinkedIn being very much different than Facebook for business, right? Okay. So I'm sure you guys have Facebook for business. Yes. To me, it's just a different population of people. 
Well, LinkedIn, the difference is, you know, you don't have the cross-pollination of people that are coming from your personal page to your business page. The, the thought is, not saying it's always pure, but thought with LinkedIn is that you're only there for business purposes. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question directly, which I'd like to do, I would recommend creating white papers and publishing them there. Mm-hmm. I would create content like you guys do, like here, and make it available that is helping people, showing them what you would get a sample of, giving them a sample of what they would get if they came to your firm and mm-hmm. posting that on LinkedIn. And enjoy there a lot. What's interesting about LinkedIn that I'm not sure. I know Facebook, they have a groups thing that they're promoting right now via TV commercial campaign, but they have a lot of business groups that are on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. that you can join. So whether it's accounting or whether it's other marketing groups, whether it's alumni, different universities or following different thought leaders like Richard Branson or et cetera, that's what you get there. Okay. Awesome. Looking forward to playing in that space. And I do know that right now, too, I've studied it, obviously, that right now LinkedIn is to organic traffic what Facebook used to be. To get that traffic on Facebook now, you got to buy ad space. But LinkedIn right now is organic reach is still off the charts because so we got to jump into that space. So, And I got to tell you, I'm just that point. I'm always shocked. I'm really, you know. I try not to worry about the followers and all that because I think when we do, we become inauthentic and the goal shifts. But um, to that point, every week I'm surprised at the growth that I get by publishing my weekly OTIPs and my content on LinkedIn, just naturally. I'm not boosting. I've never bought any ads on LinkedIn. And that growth is just organic. And then the number of requests for new connections Versus to your point, Facebook and Instagram, where their algorithms are contrived and configured, rather, you have to. Mm-hmm. You have to buy us. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. I have, I have, I have an, one last question. Okay. So <clears throat> that's the how and the why and the where. But what about the actual what? I know Olivia touched on it with humor, weaving that into what you do. But what would be the first two or three posts that you would recommend for your business clients? Hmm. (laughs) Go ahead. So I'm going to give you an answer, but I'm going to start somewhere else. Okay. You've got to define your business and what you are. People talk about my brand, my brand, my brand. But what, what do you really, as a brand proposition, Mm-hmm. You're off. You're in business because you offer something to the world. So you got to start with that, right? And if you want to get deeper with that, I would look at the Jim Collins Hedgehog concept and really identify, you know, what your brand means to the world. Big, bold, and audacious, right? Right. So <laughs> once you figure that out, then you can say, okay, this is what my my brand offers: marketing expertise. In particular, for beauty and wellness businesses, that's what we do, mm-hmm. right? Your brand, you know, you focus on attorney, law, criminal defense, like whatever it is you specifically offer. And then once you figure that out, you want to offer it, period. Now, I'm going to go back and answer your question. 
Um, but I think that's that is actually the most difficult thing, especially for creators and business owners, because we often feel like I do this, I can do this, I can do that, and you kind of end up muddying your brand to where it means absolutely nothing. And with so many content creators out here, I think you kind of have to stand for something before you begin to veer off into different places. But what I would do, Charles, in terms of my very first post is I would, number one, after I've identified what I'm going to offer, I would welcome them and I would tell them the benefits they get for being a part of my community. Okay. Because everyone, what we're fighting for now is attention with all the different media platforms and entertainment vehicles available to us, whether it's Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all that. It's like now it's just fighting for share of attention. So if you opt into the Omerge Alliance's LinkedIn page or the Olivia Scott LinkedIn page, this, and you're just getting started, this is what I'm going to give you and give it to them every single week. And, you know, be realistic. You know, I publish different, I offer points of view around different articles on like a uh, three times a week basis. But every Wednesday I post an O-tip that offers to business owners a very specific tip around marketing and strategy. But I didn't set myself up, Leslie and Charles, to do that every single day. I could only do that on Wednesday because I got clients, right? Mm-hmm. right? So just whatever it is you're going to do, set it out. And if it's like that first post, Charles, is on Monday, we're going to offer you uh, an empowerment post. On Wednesday, we're going to offer you a tip. On Friday, you get the benefit of getting 20% off our services or you get a special offer, Freebie Friday. Mm-hmm. Tell them what I'm going to offer and then offer it to them. That's my okay. goal. Okay. So tell me if I'm wrong. And Leslie, I want you to chime in on this. Okay. Do you remember uh, Hello World? <laughs> they introduced uh, Tiger Woods. Yep. Would that work as a opening salvo for our clients, our listeners? as Because Nike has a budget that's beyond our clients. But right. the concept is something that can be repeated often. Yeah, I'm going to jump into this one. I, I, that's funny that you mentioned it. I was just on one of my mastermind calls last night, and, and one of the gentlemen is an executive coach, and we were talking about this. And I said, he was redoing his website. I said, first thing, and I mean, he has a, he has a very established business, a growing business, and he was just looking at ways to reach a different audience. I said, here's the thing. First, you got to come on and tell people your story and who you are, because the reality is for the market you're going after, they they don't really understand the benefit of coaching yet. So tell your story, because when you tell his story, which is very unique to the corporate, because I I was there, I was like, why do I need a coach? I didn't know I needed one until somebody painted the case and told their story. Then I was like, wait a minute, that's me. So it was very important for people to get to know you. So I think that definitely works when you look at us. I also challenge people to not be not be afraid to act. I think one of the first things Olivia said that was simple. She just she read it real plain. She got real quiet and she said, "Just start." <laughs> yeah. And it's true. We uh, when we started, if you go back to to year one, Charles, when we made the bold decision, an audacious decision, as Jim Kyler says in his book, to to do a brand video. Well, how many times do people come in? And I'm not saying you have to do it at the scale we did it. But that was our hello world. When people come in and they watch the video, when people come in and talk about 
and half of the calls I get, people ask me, hey, did y'all really meet at that tree in the middle of the road? Because yeah. They yeah. really ask us that. Why? Because that was true. That's who we are. That's that's the story of Charles and I. So anybody that knows us know it's no front. As different as we are, we're alike. So we're going to always get to the same destination, but I can guarantee you we're going to take two different routes every single time. Mm-hmm. In that way all our lives. So they that that's, that connected people to who we were as individuals and people. And there's some people that when they call, they're going to want to talk to Charles every time. And there's some people, they're going to want to talk to both of us. And there's some people that just going to want to talk to me because that's just where the connection point is initially. And before it's all over, they just, they're just part of the family. So, but you've got to be vulnerable and let people know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes into that exercise I began with. If you can really ground yourself and really root yourself and get confident around this is who I am, this is what my company has to offer, this is my value proposition, this is why I'm here, this is my reason for being, then I think that the vulnerability will come more easily. I think when you're like not sure why you're in business, what you have to offer, then you have a little bit more trepidation about being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. I will I'll be frank with you. The reason why I'm asking these questions is because I feel like with the uncertainty around coronavirus and what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen from hour to hour right now, I want our clients and potential clients and listeners to be thinking about ways to future-proof your business uh, because it's not promised that you're going to have walk-in clients tomorrow. <laughs> It's not promised that you're going to have walk-in clients next week, next month, next year at this point. We feel like as a country, we will make it because we are resilient. However, this is a great time for you to step out and do something that you have not done for your business. And today is the best day to do it. Just go do it. (laughs) I was thinking about that. And I'm waiting for people to get innovative because here's the thing what you have. You, You have now have a whole population of people that are in some stage of panic or a realization of what's at hand. And we're all in different stages. Uh, just this morning, Charles will tell you, he's at a different stage than I. I was still trying to get on a plane. As crazy as that sounds, I was half on the plane, half off, and, and, mm. and the airlines did me a favor and canceled the flight. So I didn't have to think about it. But, so we're all in different stages, but when you look at it from your customers, what else can I do? So if I know what they're going through, which means I'm going through some part of that, what can I offer to them? So I just, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you a real simple example. Somebody said, well, if I got a restaurant, what can I do if I don't have one walk-in customers? So there's a whole lot you can do. Number one, um, you can you can make prepackaged meals maybe, right? And have a pickup point for it to where you can deliver it and drop it off where you don't have to have that interaction. Or maybe you can do healthy um, tidbits, start doing some feeders on your content of how they can create quick meals at home and how to survive these these extended spring breaks with their kids that they hadn't planned on, right? Um, you gotta have some way to interact with them. So during this time, so find creative ways because it might if you've only done it one way and now that way is gone, you've gotta find some other ways to connect with your uh, target market. Am I, am I on point, Olivia? Am I just off the off the railroad track? 
It's, um, I think it's a really, as sad as it is, the fatalities we're experiencing, you know, that's really unfortunate. But I think for those of, of us that are healthy and are being forced to be contained within our homes, I think it presents a really interesting opportunity. And I also think we got to think about if this had happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. we would all be SOL. Right. right. So what do you do with this? We all have, most of us have the internet. Yep. Um, and most of us have computers at home. Yep. So I think it's a really interesting time for us to really, we're forced to create right now, which is interesting. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I think now for me, uh, Charles, you know, I thought this question, what are some of the things that you're going to do, uh, since you know you put me on the spot, it's only right that I put you on the spot. So maybe you're gonna take a break from the heat for a minute. We're gonna flip the tables, but <laughs> what are you gonna do um, to get that brand? Because the reality is, let's face it, the courts are gonna have to make some tough decisions now. We know that the federal court system is equipped to to do uh, the virtual thing a lot better than these smaller counties and and and, and um, state courts. So. What are some of the things that are going across your mind and some other services that we're going to do or provide to, to keep it going in the transition? So, Well, I think, I think more so than the services because the services will still be there. People will still have needs. They'll have needs they haven't thought about yet, things that will pop up. Um, the content is what I think this presents an opportunity for. Uh, you were there. When we sat and we heard Gary V in person talk about 99% of the population have an opportunity to build their brands, to uh, expose new people to their uh, way of thinking and the way they operate. Right. This is that opportunity. It's forced upon a lot of us, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we take advantage of it. Um, I spend the most time with my iPhone. <clears throat> so, Maybe I'll start shooting a couple of impromptu videos and post them to Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I, you know, I think one of the things that I'm doing, and, and you know, I won't just put it all on you. One of the things I'm in the process right now. One of our clients, I was hoping he was going to be able to join us today, but we're going to be developing an online course uh, that people can take. So I got we, we'll be developing two courses, and then I'm developing a separate course, a D, uh, DYI course on our credit. Uh, repairing your credit. So something that's very in a simplistic way that what I call a common sense approach. So those are some things I'll do that you just don't always have the chance to do sometimes when you when you got the walk in and, and the regular. So I'm excited about really doing that and uh, being more consistent about our content and uh, and then bugging Olivia and maybe getting her to help us out on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to offer one more thing that's not necessarily relevant from a revenue generation and sales generation perspective, but I think it's also an interesting time for business owners who are often away from home and a lot away from our families to also just spend some time with our families too. You know, I think just there's a specialness around we're forced inside. We're forced to spend time with our families and create perhaps some new traditions with our families and just spend more time there too. Cause I know we're working like 90% of the time, you know, 18 hour days, et cetera. So it's a, it's an opportunity for that too. 
You know what? You just you just got real big kudo points with my wife if she heard that, because the reality is what I will say, and I've struggled with this and I'm working to get better. So if any I would say most entrepreneurs, we all in the same boat in this, but work on being present. Not just there, but being present. I've, I've always tried to be there, but very few times have I been present. And so be present in the moment, because one of the things uh, if you have kids, they will definitely tell you and they definitely know when you're not present. And so, um, so, so even, you know, even if you got to say, look, Hey, I got 30 minutes to finish my call. Here. I just want to do something for you. I'm not going to even think about work. It's all about you. Do, you know, try that. And then, um, it'll, it'll definitely do, definitely do wonders for your balance, for your heart. And trust me, it'll give you a lot of energy going back into your work. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Leslie, happy Friday, Olivia, happy Friday. Thank you, guys. Happy Friday to you all. Work on your social distancing. Uh, In the age of Corona, three to six feet, people. Let's work on elbow dabs. Let's work. Now, look, if you don't know what three to six feet mean, take 12. You you can't be too far away, but you can't be too close. Well, you know, I'm a hip hop head, Leslie. When they started talking about social distancing and three to six feet, the one thing that popped in my head was bag, 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 bag. Give me 50 feet. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody out there knows what that means. (laughs) Yeah, because you lost Olivia and I. We like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a lyric from an old song. That's our trivia for the day. Okay, translate. Give me an R&B version of that. Give me something, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, well, R&B may not be it for Corona because R&B is up close and personal. So, uh, you know, I would would talk the need for an R&B reference over to Miss Scott. Mm. I don't have one. I was thinking quick. I can't think of one. You knew he was coming, right? I I was like, "Eh, quick. I got one for you. See, if you think you're lonely now, You can figure you can finish that. All right. Wait, <laughs> wait until tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. That works. So uh for everybody listening, thank you. Um it's been a great show. Hopefully, we provided some information to you that you can use going forward that will help you position your business uh, and your life in a better space. Uh we never know what's coming, uh, but here at Urban Law, we want to prepare you for the now and the future. So thank you. Well, and one more thing. I know we talk, introduced you, but tell us a little bit about your company. If, if anybody needs to reach out to you, Olivia, how would they connect with you? LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> that's the best way. And my website, Omerge Alliances, which is O-M-E-R-G-E, Omerge Alliances. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's a word. That's a lot of syllables in it. You got to speak slowly with that. You can't just throw that out there like, I, got I, know, you. I, know, I know you're a sister professor, NYU, all these accolades, but you can't just roll that off your tongue. That's, you, got to, you, got to, you got to take your time with that one. Now, what's that? It's Omerge, Omerge Alliances.com. Now I'm with you, CC. You got to give old country boy time to catch up. I, I, Thank I move, you all for quickly, but I don't move fast. Oh no! Thank you guys for having me. I mean, I really specialize in strategy for companies that are launching and they need some 
understanding of what their brand positioning is and which media channels they should use. That's what we really do. So, so basically that means, that means if you want to blow up your business, call Olivia, then call us to help you form it and nurture it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Everybody blessings. All right. Until next time, be safe, everyone. Bye. Bye, Charles. Bye, Leslie. All right. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you have an idea, a thought, a goal, and just don't know how to get started, hit us up at chatwithless.com and schedule a time that works for you. And we'll figure it out together.